Welcome to the Bars FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Who Will Show Up? This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Tuesday, July 12th in the year 2022. And yes, if it's not, if it wasn't possible, it is now possible that the world just got a little dumber. In the last 24 hours, I'm really impressed, actually, as the declining IQ of the world's current state of affairs continues to impress even me. I, I really didn't think we could continue to fall farther with Biden telling the press to check, read your own statistics as his numbers continue to plummet. And we have all sorts of other crazy things. And of course, the January 6th committee is ramping up to commit another treasonous crime by submitting a arrest warrant for President Trump in October. Don't think that won't happen. But before we begin, let's begin with some pillows. How's that? How about pillows for your dog? Because we always talk about us and getting good night's sleep and all these, how we're going to be better people for it. But how about your dog or your cat, your animal, your pet, your friend? You need to get some MyPillow dog beds. That's what you need. And they've got three sizes, small, medium, large, and they're all on sale with your Bards promo code D-A-R-D-S. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com, go to the top bar, you go, oh, look, it says pet, and you click on pet. You've even got pet blankets, pet blankets and pet pillows. I can't think of a better way to just make everybody happy in the home. Can you imagine your poor dog sitting there on the side of you sleeping on your MyPillow, and you're on the MyPillow mattress, MyPillow sheets, MyPillow pillow, and your dog's like, yo, dude, like, what about me? What about me? Because I am your best friend. And that's when you pick up the phone or you get online and you go on over to MyPillow.com and you scroll over to the pet section there and you hit pet and down it comes. And right there, it's MyPillow dog beds on sale. And that's what you go for right there. The large ones are $69.99, regular $139.98 if you use your promo code. What's your promo code? Bards, B-A-R-D-S. The small pillows, that's like if you've got one of those little chihuahua things, which I don't, I'm not, I don't do small dogs, but I know some people do. That's okay. Some people like those dogs you can stick in your pocket and go shopping. I'm not one of those. But anyway, they've got they've got doggy beds for those two. And they're only $19.99, regular $39.98 if you use your promo code. I like big dogs. Big dogs. Like Newfoundland's, 138 pounds. Those type of big dogs. Those are good dogs. And they've got pillows for those two. And they've got one for the medium size, like those German Shepherd types. All good. So check it out. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. There's all sorts of amazing products out there as well. You know that. Head on over to the site. Spend some time as you listen to Bards in a rerun. And then you'll be like, I'm listening to Bards. I'm cruising MyPillow. This is a great evening. MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. 
And of course, if you call a Patriot Pillow counselor, you want to talk to somebody real, they're on standby at 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. And again, your promo code is Barnes. Real easy. All right, check it out. All right, Patriots, we've got some interesting stuff tonight. I'm going to begin with another speech from Vlad. If I can get this thing to play, let's see if it'll play. Here is what I would like to emphasize. The West should have realized that they've lost. From the very beginning of our special military operation in Ukraine, because its commencement also meant the start of a fundamental breakdown of the American world order. This is the beginning of the transition from the liberal globalist American egocentrism to a truly multipolar world, a world not based on selfish rules invented for no other reason than to the pursuit of hegemony. Nor, nor, a, nor hypocratic double standards, but on the basis of international law and the genuine sovereignty of peoples and civilizations, on their will to live their historical destiny with their values and traditions and build cooperation on the basis of democracy, justice, and equality. And it must be understood that this process is already impossible to stop. That sounds like you can't stop what's coming. I mean, I swear I think Vlad is going to be the the man who's behind Q. That's what I think. You're going to be like, who, who's been talking to you, Vlad? Vladimir Putin has been dropping you those little clues about time to wake up. Who knows? We'll have to see. But I'll tell you right now, he's speaking powerfully, and he can because he's got Europe on its knees. I don't know. The Nord Stream pipeline was shut down, and the Europe thought they were going to outdo him because Canada had a turbine that was running part of the Nord Stream pipeline that was in repair. So Trudeau, in his little miniskirt, decided to stand up to Putin, who's riding a bear. And as he's doing that, it became evident that Trudeau's little miniskirt was not going to withstand the bear. Sad but true. And so what ends up happening is that as Trudeau was saying, well, we're not going to return the, the turban Europe has found out they couldn't live without gas. Like, no kidding. Their green agenda was in a bankrupt idea. So they've now embraced the idea that natural gas is part of green energy. That's a great change. So natural gas is now part of green energy. They'll probably add coal to that too here pretty soon. So German companies are starting, the whole German infrastructure is falling apart because they don't have any energy. Farmers don't have the things they need. And Canada has decided that Trudeau's little miniskirt wasn't an appropriate way to deal with Vlad. So they've given in. And so instead, Trudeau has just decided to do what he always does and get on his knees and serve. So he's passing over the turban back to Vlad, who has crushed him. It's so wonderful. I truly mean this. It is a wonderful time to be alive, to watch these leaders just collapse. What we're really witnessing here is a division of the world, and I don't think it's it's still part of an NWO plan. Here's what I find interesting, though. Under Bush, there was a, there were kind of two competing ideas in the elites. There was one in a consolidated NWO, which is the Nazi world order. Don't let them fool you with that new stuff. <laughs> that would be New Reich, not new as in it's a great idea. It would be the Fourth Reich that was standing up under the Nazi world order. That's one plan. And then there has been this regionalist plan of breaking the world up into regional economic zones. The European Union was part of that. And I still think we're kind of headed that way, and I don't like the idea, but I think that's where they want us to go. So we're going to have to fight for our sovereignty all the way through. Fortunately, Vlad is speaking our language. I don't know where that goes, but he's speaking the language of sovereign nations. What I th we have definitely seen the rise of BRICS nations, which is the economic power that's been in place for years, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, all of which have backed their currencies with gold. China is still in a free fall, however, in their economics. I don't know where that's going to land. The CCP is their cancer they need to get rid of. And the people have been interestingly rioting in China without police beating them to death with batons or sending them away to Uyghur camps where they'll have their organs extracted without anesthetic and sold to the Western elites. So the Western elites can speak Chinese by getting a new Chinese liver or something like that. So we, we're in kind of bizarro dark times. 
We are definitely dealing with a moral bankruptcy of the nation. That's not even a question. This is an example of moral bankruptcy. So there's a streamer by the name of Amuranth. She plays on the name, not Amaranth, the beautiful seed that you can have used in bread, flour, or in cereal, but Amur, as in love, Amuranth. And she's been apparently selling half nudes as a streamer on Twitch. And she's got this whole thing rigged. I mean, like, seriously rigged. In fact, I I think I'm going to just play part of this because this dude is hilarious. You just got to hear his explanation of this. The numbers are going to blow you away. Take This is what we call moral and cultural bankruptcy. But take a listen to this. Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. What you're about to see is going to make you upset. But I'm showing you this for your own good. For too long, you've lived in ignorance, burying your head in the sand, hiding in shadows, trying to avert your eyes from the truth. And now it's my job to drag you kicking and screaming into the light. Only fans. All of us have heard of it. This platform has blown up significantly over the last two years. It's become like the peanut butter and jelly of porn. Every single person has tried to make an OnlyFans at this point. But I don't think many people, myself included, realized how much money the top creators on OnlyFans are pulling in. Recently, Amaranth and Belle Delphine posted their OnlyFans earnings, and they are fucking shocking. Just look at this. Amaranth has pulled in 33.7 mil in total. Amaranth made more than the newest Matt Damon movie, and this was released worldwide. She's making on average $1.5 million a month. That's more than most professional athletes. People are spending money on Amaranth's OnlyFans like it's microtransactions in Diablo Immortal. This is like the Pokemon Go of porn. She's making so much money and she doesn't do like fully nude photos or anything either. She basically posts shit that you see people post freely on Instagram, but she puts it behind a paywall. It's genius. I've said this for like two years now since OnlyFans blew up. It is the smartest hustle anyone can do because most of the top percent on OnlyFans don't even do like actual porn or nudity. It's fucking nuts. I think Amaranth only ever posted one fully topless picture and made half a million dollars off that single picture. Just one photo of her titties made more money than the majority of people will ever see in their entire lives. Imagine if she did that once a week, like one picture every week of her bare honkers, she'd probably outsell lottery tickets. And Belle Delphine's not far behind her. Her melons are also working overtime here, bringing in fat stacks of cash. She made right around $30 million here. This was a screenshot she posted in her most recent music video. And this one's actually a more thorough breakdown of where it comes from. Yeah, well, there you have it. Melons making money. I swear this is this is the sickness of where we are these days. I, I can't even imagine. This is, people are paying $200. Here's the other part. He doesn't, later on in this, this piece, he gets into it. They have this, she's rigged every single step of it. So if people want to message her direct, they spend $200 just to message her for her to give him a thumbs up or a like or a little heart. This, this is where we are. This is the state of America right now. Literally, this is incredible. And we are dealing with such moral bankruptcy. This, like I said, $33 million and only fans, which is it's extending off of Twitch, only fans is literally been in place for two years. That means she's made about $16.5 million per year. I, I, I don't even know what to say. There you go. You want to know where the real fight is? It's right there. That's why, you know, when you talk about this, it's not, politics are nothing. We start, we all dig into politics like, well, this is going to change the world. Tell me how you're going to change the moral fabric of life when you're dealing with the most corrupt institution in the world that itself is composed of a high percentage of pedophiles, and we're going to vote in a few more people than suddenly change the world and change the moral fabric of this nation. Let's rethink that model because it's not happening. I'm not saying it's not important to reset 2020 because it's a fundamental issue there that's much deeper about getting back to truth. But this nation needs to come to Jesus. I don't know how else to say it. And it's whole generations out here that have never even been introduced to that sort of relationship and instead have found their holy grail in the pursuit of soft porn on OnlyFans at whatever 
monthly fee they get so they can make themselves feel something. I don't even know what that is. Man, I'm telling you. In other news, whereabouts unknown, Three Arrows Capital founders go MIA amidst the crypto firm's bankruptcy. The founders of Three Arrows Capital have apparently made good old-fashioned run for it. The bankrupt crypto hedge fund founders have not been cooperating in the liquidation process of the firm, according to a Bloomberg report this week. And to do a one better, their whereabouts have simply been unknown since Friday. Those founders, Kyle Davies and Zhu Su, have not contacted representatives set up to help liquidate the firm by a BVI judge last week, the report says. However, the lawyers of the two men have reportedly said they intend on cooperating. I'm sure they do now that they absconded with billions. This is going on and on, and this is literally the state of our union. Victor Davis Hansen, left-wing elites are our new Antoinettes. This is a really good intro I'm going to read here. The, hum, the humanitarian rich feel just terrible about the sins of America, but not terrible enough to sacrifice any element of their privileged lifestyles, the just desserts they feel for being so righteous. Mary Antoinette, the beheaded wife of the beheaded French bourbon king, Charles Louis XVI, did not really, did not really say let them eat cake. But in the short time that the French Revolution became utterly unhinged, toxic, and nihilist, she became nothing less iconic as an out-of-touch elite who had lived in a make-believe world in Versailles without a clue or care about the ordeal of the masses. Rather than worry about the drudgery of the French peasant, Maria dressed up as one, and she roamed about in her idyllic faux peasant farm in the Hameau de la Reine near the Palace of Versailles. Apparently, during these brief rustic interludes, Mary felt that the more she might act out a sort of oh, aristocratic peasant life, the more she could feel simplicity and escape the drama of court life, but without the real life-crushing poverty of the poor. The modern left-wing elite are becoming more versions of Antoinette's. 38-year-old Mark Zuckerberg is worth over $60 billion, but he enjoys T-shirts, jeans, and apparently simplicity in his many landed estates. He is also worried about the wrong voting tendencies of the clueless middle classes that he poured nearly $420 million of dark money from his vast fortune into the 2020 election, de facto absorbing the work of key precinct registers to ensure the right result for the unthinkable multitudes of opportunities. There we go. That is really the state of our union. Now, the real question, and truly the real question is, what are we going to do about it? And this is going to be a big challenge because as a nation, the politics of this are not simply going to change and make things better. We're dealing with a moral ineptitude of a nation that literally sees things a different way. They don't care as long as it's about me, because at the center of all of this is the religion of me. And that has to change. But we have a long ways to go. Take a listen to this, 52 seconds. The most powerful weapon on earth is sex. When you use sex as a weapon to a child, you will destroy a child's life. You will MK Ultra control that child. That child will be a walking zombie when he or she is 18, 19 and will not fight for individual liberty, truth, justice for all, First Amendment, Second Amendment, Constitution, will not defend this nation. Why, Yaku? Because when a, when a human being is victimized sexually, they're like a turtle that pulls his head in a shell. They go into survival mode. They know this. They know very well because, again, Alfred Kinsley showed them this. They know. Hitler talked about this. They know if they can sexually compromise America's children, they will not. They will become subordinates. They will not fight. Now you're starting to get the bigger picture behind this attack on the children, which is vicious, in fact. This unleashing of groomers throughout our schools and this idea of QT, queer theory, CRT, critical race theory, and then, of course, Common Core before that. Each each step of the way was designed and is designed to break the people down. Common Core sets up the inversion of truth. 
And that's where it begins. Critical race theory builds the guilt for who we are. Queer theory gives you the avenue to reclaim your identity through an alternate gender. Three-step process, all MKUltra designed as we attack the children and create a submissive and obedient class for the future. Add to that the vax and the destruction that does, and we are into a real issue. Here's a little segment from iRobot just to put things in perspective. I mean, look at this. Look at it. A world built on fantasy. Synthetic emotions in the form of pills. Psychological warfare in the form of advertising. Mind-altering chemicals in the form of food. Brainwashing seminars in the form of media. Cold, isolated bubbles in the form of social networks. Real? You want to talk about reality? We haven't lived in anything remotely close to it since the turn of the century. We turned it off. Took out the batteries, snacked on a bag of GMOs while we tossed the remnants in the ever-expanding dumpster of the human kingdom. branded houses, trademarked by corporations built on bipolar numbers, jumping up and down on digital displays, hypnotizing us into the biggest slumber mankind has ever seen. You have to dig pretty deep, kiddo, before you can find anything where you live. In a kingdom of bullshit. We do. And that's exactly what they have done since easily the turn of the century. Constantly layering and layering the confusions and the, the pollutants into the system, into our minds, until we arrive now where you get a Twitch star making $33 million for partial nudes. I mean, that's literally what we've arrived at. This would be unthinkable two generations ago. And even really marginally thinkable even one generation ago. But look where we are. And all of this has been the systematic breaking of the moral foundation and fabric of our entire nation. So the real fight at the core of all of this, at this point of the valley of decision, is the moral fight. So while we can pursue and must pursue the truth in 2020, the critical issue that we have to start facing is the deeper systemic change. And that's not going to come about simply by changing the vote. In fact, the change of the voting process itself is going to cause massive upheaval. And I do mean massive. There is a FBI alert going around, which is probably an FBI false flag anyway, talking about high risk of violence with the publication of, quote, the hard reset, a telegram publication. This is all sounds so FBI-ish. Another Jan January 6th event where apparently a... A CTG is on high alert due to the high likelihood, and these are big bold, of violent attacks in the U.S. after the hard reset telegram publication expected on July 14th. Attacks will likely include shootings, arson, bombings, and stabbings. The motive behind the publication is to encourage white supremacists and anti-government individuals and groups to take violent actions against the U.S. government, which, according to them, is facilitating the replacement of the white race in the U.S. with non-white minority groups. Extremist violent attacks will almost certainly increase across the U.S. after the publication. The targets will very likely include U.S. government officials and minority communities like Hispanics, Latinos, African-Americans, Jews, and Muslims' firearms will almost certainly be used, inspired by the recent mass shootings. So you can see the setup here to do more red flag laws, start to confiscate guns of veterans especially. And of course, Hispanic and Latinos, I hope you know that our first lady thinks you're a whole a bunch of breakfast tacos, but we know that you'll be offended by these other things that these minority radicals, extreme rightists are going to go after because they're going to go after your breakfast tacos and you're not going to be able to eat. So this is the real threat, breakfast tacos at the bottom of all of this. So this is another false flag likely, but they're putting this out as real like they normally do. And this is, again, the insanity. But don't worry because the left is helping us along with, once again, the moral code of our nation, host of the leftist Portland radio station called KPOO or something, oh, KBOO, there it is, K-B-O-O, arrested for trafficking and rape of a Canadian child. Oh, there's the moral examples of our nation, arrest within the Democrat and the leftist movement. It's amazing, isn't it? 
In the meantime, Bradley Cooper, who is a obviously a Hollywood star, has decided to date another transgender. First, he was dating Lady Gaga, and now he's going to date Clinton aides or is dating former Clinton aide Uma Abedin, who herself is a gender flip. Couple have secretly been together for months or were set up by a mutual friend and went to the Met Gala together. Oh my goodness, that's headline news in the Daily Mail. How far we have fallen. But don't worry because Starbucks is here for the rescue. They have done a wonderful thing. You see, Starbucks CEO Howard Schutz told the New York Times that the company was assessing increasing threats to public safety over its all-inclusive 2018 bathroom policy that encouraged homeless people and drug addicts to make copious use of their bathrooms. Now the company is shutting 16 locations in major cities where incidents related to drug use and other disruptions in the cafes, according to the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> you, can go to Wall you can go get your latte and get mugged or stuck with a needle that somebody else has already used and walk out with HIV all for free. Don't worry. Welcome to America, the liberal version of hell on earth. In the meantime, our economy is going through a crazy slide right now, and it's going to continue to do some really strange contortions as we see the rise in fuel prices and the rise in food. People don't have the spendable income that they had before, so you're going to start to see some strange things like this. Our personal computer demand has suffered the greatest decline in years, but at the same time, the the chip shortage that we had has now turned into a glut. Again. When people aren't buying stuff, things start to stack up. And this has ripple effects on multiple layers in this, in this economic cycle. Things that don't easily get corrected. And this is why I've said so many times, you're seeing the unwinding of this supply chain system across the globe. And as it unwinds, you're going to see things that are not going to fix right away. But the real fight, again, has nothing to do with, well, it has everything to do with our worship of product, by the way. So these are good indicators because as people start to pull back from their obsession of buying things, hopefully we're seeing a return and a greater migration towards the things that truly matter, which is putting God at the center of all things. I cannot stress enough the importance of where that has to be right now. Our nation is not going to do anything. We can vote in President Trump tomorrow. And we aren't going to make that turn that we need to make until we set, reset the moral fabric of this country. What has happened over the last 50 years has been an absolute attack on the family. And sadly, what social media has done is something even more hideous. It's turned our families into social media sharing stories. So instead of being focused on nurturing the child, parents have become focused on documenting the child life and finding the cute moments to share on social media to get massive hits to make themselves feel good. We need to get back to that core away from technology and nurturing the family. And quite frankly, that's going to be one of our biggest challenges ahead. And that is all a corrupted process that has 50 to 60 years in legacy. I am a person who can speak very confidently and very fortunately that I had two amazing parents. I grew up in a complete household, no divorce, and that led to a really amazing childhood. That is something that not that many people can even talk about today. In fact, a divorced family is more common than anything these days. Single parent raising is very common. And with it comes all of the horrors that come with that. Sometimes it's good. I'm not going to say it's, I mean, the child comes out okay. It's not intended. It's not the way God designed the world. But we have to get our country back to that moral center. And that's where the reason I'm pushing this so much is that's on us to do in our communities. This isn't just, this isn't about putting people in the pew at church. This is about us becoming disciples of Christ and getting into the community to meet them. That's where the real change comes. And as we start to do that and deploy ourselves across this nation, we are then part of restitching the fabric of this nation and bringing it back together and healing it. That's the profound shift. And as we start to take that responsibility that God's put before us and start to walk with that, we have a tremendous opportunity to bring this nation and turn it from the abyss that it's heading into. But it's going to take a tremendous amount of work and commitment to each one of us. Continuing with some of the other strange indicators, 
of of the the economy, container rates are dropping. We remember they peaked at one point, but now they're dropping. Why? Because we're seeing this, people aren't buying as much and they're getting an excess of containers. So we're, we're seeing lots of contortions and you're going to see a hyper, as we see hyperinflation in fuel and hyperinflation in food, you're going to see a mass deflation coming in areas like school products, clothing, because there's an excess inventory. Even computers are going to fall in price. And that's going to happen, in my, I expect, probably in the next two months, all the way through September. And then as those inventories are erased with the great back-to-school sales, preschool sales, all this, end-of-summer sales, end-of-summer versions of Black Friday or whatever, and, of course, there'll be some probably early versions of Black Friday this year anyway. They're going to be dumping all of this product onto the market that has been standing inventories that they have to move to get their capital investment out. You're going to see prices on key things decline as critical items in the household. Fuel and food and rents, mortgages, continue to increase. Expect to also see a decline in, in credit as they extend more credit to people so people will take advantage of the material sales, not having to take away from their core cash that's being spent on the fuel and the food and the rent. They'll extend an easier line of credit. In fact, they're kind of setting up for a new family program, and it's just a, a version of universal basic income hidden. So you're gonna, if you make under $400,000 as a family, you're going to get so much money from the government to help you out. That's just the transition to a socialized economy. And they're, they're getting geared up. They're doing that right now. They're, they're preparing that. This is just paper money, has no substance. It is the Federal Reserve garbage. We have to get ourselves away from this dependency on debt services and debt economy and debt enslavement. That has to happen because if we don't do that, we're not going to get anywhere. Well, Patriots, but we can't all, we also have to keep in mind. And it's very important what the, one of the most important fights in all of this is. As all of this is happening and all these distractions, at the core of so many things right now is the vax. It's real. Its impact is devastating. And this is really the, if I'm going to use this term very specifically, a come to Jesus moment is this. The death rates are continuing to climb. They're being obscured. They're being hidden, shuttled away, called unaccounted. I read a report the other day that there's a group on Facebook of 7,000 families of children and youth that have died and have been coded as unexplained death. All of them had the vax and died within two weeks to a month, if not sooner. That's 7,000 families. That's a blip on what's really happening, but they have found a common group on Facebook. This is real. And of course, if they're on Facebook, all that data is being collected by the masters of the universe. And then that gives them more fuel to try to and strategies on how to suppress the truth. But we are witnessing the slow destruction of humanity through this consequences of this vax. I want you to hear this five minute piece. You'll never get your freedoms back if you comply. And if you keep allowing yourself to be injected and for pity's sake, please don't allow children to be vaccinated, then I'm afraid it's going to result in increasing deaths. I couldn't tell. So from the design of the, of the so-called vaccines, I knew they would, not be, they would not be safe. Let me tell you something else. The first rule of a public health intervention isn't does it work? It's is it safe? And that's because you're going to impose it on almost everybody. So if you're going to run around the world injecting a big proportion of the world's population, wouldn't you agree with me that the most important characteristic of such materials is that they are safe, that they don't harm you? It's even more important than do they work. And I've explained why they can't work anyway in the most vulnerable, the elderly. How much safety have we got? And the answer is two and a half months. They injected 40,000 people, observed for two and a half months. Personally, I think those studies are largely fraudulent. And there are legal cases ongoing right now uh, based on that, that belief. And I, I believe it too. I did work in clinical development for 20 years. I've looked at the descriptions of the trials and of the data. And I also conclude they are fraudulent in ways I could spend an hour describing. So, uh, so we haven't got enough safety data, even if they were a good design, which they're not. We don't have enough safety data, even if they could have worked in the target population, the vulnerable elderly, which they cannot. 
So what are they up to? What you know, I don't know who they are, by the way, but you know, it's basically a supranational group of, I'm sure, very rich people, mostly who are invisible. I call them the perpetrators. They, they are, and I think they, they have successfully, they have successfully essentially taken over the world at the moment. Um, I think our governments, uh, we know in the case of Canada, remember we saw that Mr. Swab boasting that he has penetrated the cabinets of many leading governments. He's not joking. These people are often formally associated with the World Economic Forum. And I believe that having been elected or appointed, that they are acting on behalf of a plan whose details I don't know on behalf of the WEF. And I think I think their plan is to complete the takeover of what we might call the West. It's essentially the democratic countries, New Zealand, Australia, Canada, US, UK and Europe mostly, that are being taken over. Why, why us first? I think we're the only ones that are actually going to fight back I'm not really sure about us. So finally then, um, how am I absolutely certain? You might think what I've said is almost fantastic and unbelievable. Let me just give you one last example of why you can be absolutely sure what I'm saying is true. If these vaccines were well-designed, properly developed, and an adequate amount of safety data, none of which are true, there's three groups of people you would not inject. You could ask anyone who understands this field and they'll agree with me. Three groups you would not in, inject. One, those people who have had the illness in question and recovered from it. Why would you inject anyone who's already immune? You wouldn't. In fact, it's dangerous to do so. Their bodies are already armed and dangerous and ready to fight whatever it is. So if you introduce it, you will much more likely make them ill. More groups for you. This is one I'm particularly passionate about, pregnant women. I told you I worked in toxicology. One of the most infamous studies of toxicology was thalidomide 60 years ago, uh, a drug for morning sickness. And unfortunately, it caused dreadful birth malformations and fetal death. Um, and ever since that time, people no longer believe that babies are safe in mother's womb. They believe instead they're actually vulnerable as they go through crucial developmental stages, closure of the spinal tube, and so on. Uh, and so most people know you, you try and avoid uh, any tablets at all or alcohol or smoking. Why in the world would you think it's a good idea to be injected by a gene-based therapy that's been in existence a few months? And the answer is you shouldn't. And every physician that has done this, every obstetrics and gynecology person that has cheerled this, you, are, you disgust me because you know that has breached a red line. It's an absolute red line. It's an absolute red line. You never, ever do this. Now, it doesn't matter. I, the evidence for what I've just said does not depend on whether people get injured. I don't want them to be injured. I think they have been. But the point is you shouldn't do it anyway. And there's a last group you shouldn't administer them to, in this case, children. Children are not... I repeat, not at risk from this illness. Even immunosuppressed children, I've seen a peer-reviewed paper looking at so-called immunosuppressed children, they do not appear to get this illness more often or to get sicker or to die. Don't please let anyone persuade you that your child should be injected to protect them because it's not true or to protect granny. That's not true either. They appear to transmit whatever this is very badly. So recovered, infected, recovered, pregnant women, children together that's probably well more than half the population there's two things i want you to do the first one is you know hold your kids close and just do not let them be exposed to these the, the tyranny that's going on and most important keep them away from these poisons that's what they are they don't need them they're definitely dangerous and it won't help them but the the other part of defending them from tyranny and giving them a tomorrow is i'm afraid how frightening it is and it is frightening you have to also band together with, with other people and find a peaceful, but irresistible, unbreakable resolve that takes back our freedom from this. And that means we've got to take action. <clears throat> that means action locally and not wait for somebody else to tell us it's okay. So I want you to hear this last 45 second piece, and this should inspire you. This is what we call the pothole vigilantes. We don't really know if it's legal. We don't have permits. We're out there in the middle of the night, even though Oakland should be doing it themselves, they're not. So we're doing it. We are the Powell Vigilantes. We're in our 20s, and we fill potholes in the dark of night. The streets of Oakland are crumbling away. There's a million potholes, so we don't plan where we're going to go. 
because we're gonna find a pothole no matter what. It costs you to fill a pothole. Depends on how big it is, but the bag's around $20. And it takes 10 to 15 minutes to fix the problem. Oakland has budget of $100 million and a three-year plan to fix the streets. If they gave us a million-dollar contract in one to two months, we'd fix all the problems. That's, that's the sort of action that just needs to happen more and more. Because our government has betrayed us, and the government is failing. And as any tyranny starts to fail and any tyranny starts to crumble, then what it does is it uses force and it uses threats. And this is where we are. So it's not a point of questioning of what part of government is going to help. The answer is none of it because it's all turned against us. Just accept that. It's been infiltrated. It's corrupt. It's a cancer. If you're waiting to wonder what part of the military is going to help, don't because it's been infiltrated. It's corrupt. It too is like a cancer. It has to clean itself out. And hopefully in this, in these coming months and years, the military will be able to exercise its possession of idiots and demonic forces that have filtrated itself throughout the entire ranks and it can purge itself of stupid and it can get back to its principal issue of serving the nation in terms of enemies foreign and domestic and understand what that means but in the meantime we're out here and we're out here watching this crazy train go off the rails and I will tell you, I, I could be willing, I can set my reputation on this one. God isn't sitting here saying, okay, stay there and watch this tra crazy train. He wants to see us in the action of trying to save it. And we're not going to save the world, but we can save individuals. And we can make a difference in our local communities. And we can take action locally and we don't need permission. So don't wait for permission. As they say, it's easier to ask for forgiveness and ask for permission. Because if you ask for permission, they're going to tell you no. So just do things. Make a difference. That begins with the gardens in our homes. It begins with home churches. It begins with homeschooling. It begins with right work to get yourself separated from the connections of corporate, the yoke of corporate control. It puts the power of health back in our hands by taking personal responsibility of that with diet and food and exercise. Growing healthy things, taking, learning herbalism and learning how to treat things with the natural things that are in our environment. We have to get informed about our community that's keeping informed and learning new, new methods, new trades, trades and skills. We have to continue to build that so we become more valuable as a community member and as a member in our tribes and our neighborhoods. And we have to master the stewardship and conservation because right now, one of the biggest challenges they're trying to put upon us is this fuel issue. And what they're trying to do, because they're act like they, they are literally just pensioned children, even though they have billions of dollars, is they invested billions of dollars into this stupid electric idea because they want to control our lives with every single thing that we do. They're building these electric stations on taxpayer dollars. We didn't ask for it. They decided to do it. They were going to ram it down our throat whether we like it or not. The most powerful thing we have left in this fight, and it is a powerful thing, I shouldn't say the most, one of the most powerful tools we, we have because ultimately prayer is our most powerful weapon. And unified prayer is unmatched with intent and focus and a pure heart. We add to that other actions of voting and that versions of voting is your wallet, how you spend your money, where you spend it, who you support. If you're going to accept an electric car or this electric nonsense, it will succeed. But right now, fortunately, only 14% of Americans have fallen for that con and hopefully few will it will stay that way and we will hold tight to with the vehicles we have as people innovate a solution not another corporate solution that's another comedy show and clown show that we're supposed to be participant in and of course the other big one then the war that is coming is currency and currency is coming like a freight train so if you're sitting in the middle of, the, of that tunnel and you think that light at the end of the tunnel is the opening, it's not. It's the train with the light on, its, on, on coming right at you. And be prepared because it's coming. And they're going to try to force people into the CBDC. But all you have to remember is the Susan B. Anthony dollar to remember how successful people and how much power people have. They try to force us into a Susan B. Anthony dollar and a $2 bill as well, another one that they try to force upon us, and the people just didn't accept it. And it's all but vanished now. That will be, if we hold the line, the demise of the CBDC. It's a junk piece of, it's a junk idea. 
a programmable digital currency that we cannot accept. We have to go back to hard currencies. And that means even potentially counties, each county starting to create its own currency. We're going to have to break from the federal government. They are the corrupted element and our states aren't much better. But whatever you do, don't, don't give up hope and don't be gloom and don't glum and don't be like, oh, it's all too big because this is for an individual too big of a bite and fight to win. You can't eat that elephant in your room by yourself. But literally what we have to do is take this one step at a time, each of us nicking away at it, because that is literally how God designed this army. Each of us have the gift and talents that when we come together, we create the perfect orchestra of an army. And that's exactly what he intends. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we're very blessed tonight to come to you just reflecting on this world and in fellowship as we do. And we're blessed with all that's been given the inspiration of the few that continue to do great work without seeking permission, at the same time, the reality of the threats that face us, very dark and heavy as this world is starting to unravel. And it's therein, Father, that we see the truth. And we're blessed to have that opportunity to see the truth with eyes to see that the temple is crumbling, that the architecture of this mass control system is not holding its own and it's beginning to fall apart. And ultimately, what we know is it's this direction, this saving of the planet, this saving of humanity is going to depend on us and working through you to make this happen. So, Father, we pray for the strength in hearts tonight, the clarity of eyes to see, and the clarity of intentions of where we need to step and go. Guide us in this time. Bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, a lot to process and a lot to think about, but our world is unraveling. We are literally almost at a point of collapse. We're getting close, step by step, crumble by crumble. Just keep in mind that it's going to be those that show up with God that are going to make a difference. And if you're going to mock it or not think it's important, if that's what people think, then they're going to come to a real awakening kind of that Jesus moment when you realize you weren't going to get through this without the strength and faith and the love in Christ. So that's where we come in the greatest. That's where we have that unbelievable moment that we can extend a hand and help people across. And there will be many. That's not a question. It's coming. It's here. We just have to open our eyes and see it. And that's, as they say, never will so much be asked of so few by so many. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Patriots, keep those prayers up for this nation and for the strength of those to awaken and to find that love in Christ. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. 
Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 